SFM Radio and at Stephen Grutus on Twitter. Good morning. Well, over the last few days, it's emerged the backlog of containers needing to be processed by Transnet's ports terminal in Durban is now over 70,000. There are at least 63 ships waiting offshore in what's called the outer anchorage to come in and offload their terminals. The situation is so bad, some companies, some ships, actually want to offload their cargoes in other places like Mozambique. Transnet says a couple of the problems are that it's using old equipment and there's been bad weather in Durban. Let's hear from Transnet now. Earl Peters is the Transnet Port Terminals Managing Executive at Durban Terminals. Earl, good morning and thanks for your time. Good morning, Stephen. Why does bad weather stop you from offloading containers? It often rains in Durban, it's often windy in Durban. Why has the weather been a problem this time? The weather really has been a problem um, in the sense that the equipment that we are using, as you've indicated, has aged. Um, and with age means that they're sensitive to inclement weather. They get into panels where they shouldn't be getting into. And, it, and it's really when we have this type of rain seasons and that we've recently had. Um, some real heavy, heavy rains. Um, it really just exposes and it amplifies the current equipment challenges that we have. So the real problem is the equipment is old and hasn't been sort of sorted out over time. Yeah, absolutely, in the sense that, uh, you know, we've underinvested for the last 10 years. And we are now currently executing against the plan of modernizing our fleet. In particular, the strategic um, pieces of assets, particularly like ship-to-shore cranes, straddle carriers, and rubber-tied gantry cranes in the, the port of Durban. Okay. Most of us don't know what those are, but you're talking about yeah. the big cranes that literally sit on the side of the port, the ship parks next to it, and the crane, as I understand it, reaches in, picks up the container, puts it on the shore. You're talking about all of that equipment, those things. Absolutely. It's, it's particularly the, the large ones. Absolutely. Okay. Um. It's going to take, what, at least a year, at least two years to update your equipment? I mean, this is a big expense. This is a big investment. The, the, the time frames actually has, has been shortened. Um, we are working with the OEMs. So we've adopted a, a strategy where we now directly in, transact with the OEMs, which is the large brands, globally known um, in the market. And that was really to short circuit the process of having access to this type of equipment immediately. And um, what we've managed to do is that we can start seeing this equipment coming in as early as eight months, with the latest being particular for the larger pieces of equipment like ship to shore cranes um, within the 24 month period. Okay. We are currently negotiating to bring that down to 18 months. Okay, I'm glad to hear it. Um, am I right to see reporting this morning that one of the problems you have is actually uh, the procedures to spend the money? The National Treasury is very careful about where money goes nowadays. We've seen problems and corruption, etc. at state-owned entities. Um, so actually, there's a lot of paperwork you have to do to get these to get these machines. Is that right? It is. Um, particularly being a state-owned company, uh, the processes are very onerous. However the various uh, state departments has really been um, unbelievable in terms of also understanding the situation that we find ourselves in as a country they pulled together um, as we've explained in terms of the type of agility that require so there's definitely been departures now from those um, particular requirements for us and this has really allowed us now to accelerate some of the acquisitions that we need to make okay you're also, so so that's the machine side. Uh, let's look at the people side now. You're also implementing, you call it a fourth shift. So you're using a new shift system, fewer shift changes, uh, sort of 12 hours on, 12 hours off, etc. How's that going to work? What difference will that make? 
That will really ease. Um, what we must remember, the 12 systems, whilst it introduces and improves productivity, really behind all of this was also employee well-being to ensure that employees also have adequate rest periods. So it will be 12 hours on for four days and, and also four days off. So there's adequate rest periods. Um, we've had a dispensation with the Department of Labor, um, and this is our um, commitment to ensuring that we be a compliant citizen, corporate citizen, and to ensure that we comply with the various basic conditions of employment. So you'll have more people and hopefully productivity will, will, will be up as it will, will increase as a result. You'll be able to move good, more goods more quickly. Absolutely. And, and particularly around the aspect is there's, there's less interruption stoppages. We work continuously for 12 hours instead of just three times eight hours, which means that we stop significantly. Uh, there's about six times in a day that we need to stop. This now re reduces to three times. Okay. And we've also past experiences demonstrated 12-hour shifts has been far more productive for us. This backlog, it's about a week's worth of containers, right? I mean, it would have taken a little while. I realize two or three days of bad weather adds, adds problems. But I have to wonder if it was not worth doing this new shift system before. There have been problems there for a while. Um, it's more efficient from what you say. It might have been better if we, you'd been able to do this before. Yeah, in particular, what we can see now, is, um, Stephen, is that we have started, actually, we started the process early. Our first container terminal was done in April 2023. We have then started a, an active and aggressive um, recruitment process. Um, essentially, for the, for the port of Durban, um, we had to employ 1,300 employees. So we had to recruit for that number of people in order to capacitate the post-shift system. With that comes training. Um, particular for the specialized skills can take between three to six months. And we now at that point where we can act, where we can switch on the fourth shift system now. Okay, I understand you. Thank you. Um, there is going to be uh, the privatization of Pier 2, and you're bringing in the Filipino uh, company that will, will be involved in that. Is that going to speed things up? I mean, that's also a, a sort of complicated process. What I would like to highlight is that, um, so we're not privatizing, however, we are partnering with private sector. Equity still remains in the hands of, of the state as a state-owned company. However, we have now partnered with an equity partner with, to invest, in particular to allow us to modernize the fleet with, but through capital injection, but also bringing um, the required skill that we will can be exposed to, particular for our employees as well. We've got very good employees, and I think we can only extract greater value from that and enhance what we currently have. Okay. Um, but we're looking... Right, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, we're looking at, what, February before this current backlog is sorted out. If there's more bad weather, that will stop you from doing that. In other words, it could go beyond February if we have another couple of very bad weather days. Yeah, 20 vessels at Anchorage. Uh, we currently have 19. Um, weather has definitely been, weather patterns has changed. What we found out is significantly, um, it's, the severity of the, of the inclement weather has is intensified. So that is definitely something. However, we are working on plans of injecting additional equipment. We are accessing equipment that's really available in the market in terms of second-hand equipment, whilst it is that we are procuring the new equipment that should be coming in as early as eight months from now. And this is really to mitigate for this impact of the weather that we're experiencing. Earl Peters, thank you. The Transnet Port Terminals Managing Executive at the Durban Terminals. Right, that's the technical situation at Transnet at the moment.